Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Untitled Film Project Podcast. This is Justin Bradford alongside Jim Chandler and Jeremy K. Stands for Knowledge That We Know Of, Gover. (laughs) This is our Oscar reaction pod. A quick reaction because so many big things happened. This was a really big episode of of the Oscars. Uh, A a big change from last year's (laughs) episode of the Oscars, Jim. Uh, got, (laughs) Got back to, I think, a lot of class, a lot of great surprises, a lot of big wins, a lot of emotional speeches, and a lot of positive things came out of this award show. And we're going to discuss that in this episode of Untitled Film Project Podcast. Jim, let's just talk to you first, especially because you are the veteran here when it comes to award shows and and being a film critic and and keeping an eye on all these things that are happening. Your overall just impressions of of this year's show. You know, uh, totally from the wins aside, uh, you know, I, I totally agree with you. This is a positive and uplifting Oscars broadcast and and not necessarily one where they lift themselves up. I mean, because Hollywood even acknowledges, you know, hey, we love to pat on ourselves on the back. But there were so many uh, beautiful and amazing storylines that either, uh, you know, were leading up to awards and award winners. Kihu uh, Kwan, come on. I mean, you, who wasn't inspired by that? Right, right. Um, and there was events that happened like in the moment, spontaneously, that were incredible. And I'm and I'm talking about like even leading up to uh, in the red carpet, Lady Gaga's in a Versace gown. Uh, she's fully glammed up, and uh, the, the one of the photographers falls down. Actually, has an incident in which like they've fallen and can't get up, and. <laughs> She could have just as easily kept walking down the carpet, but she stops, she turns around, makes sure he's okay, gets him, you know, like in a better place and then moves on. It was so it was like these beautiful human moments that I just loved about the Oscars this year. Can I mean, I that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I just want to make sure that we're, I'm hearing this correctly. It's a beautiful human moment. If somebody helps up somebody and makes sure they're in a good position and then keeps continues to do their job. Is that what we're saying? Uh, most of the time, no, but at the Oscars. And if, if you look at the video, Lady Gaga could have, she was already passed. She easily could have kept going easily. Yeah. And, you know, credit to her. She, I mean, I I've met her a few times and she's a wonderful human being. And she is the type of person to notice something isn't right. Turn around and do something, which we don't usually get from Hollywood. True. Usually it's just move on. You're on your own. It was a genuine reaction because it's chaos too on a red carpet. That's yeah. also for her to turn around and double trail back. I mean, that's it just shows how genuine she is. And just to stick on the Lady Gaga topic as well, especially Jim, uh, before we get to go over as well, the, the performance that we saw. So she's glammed up in dress, full makeup and hair and everything. And then all of a sudden when they're performing the songs that are nominated for, for song of the year and she is all makeup removed in a t-shirt and tattered jeans to be raw and emotion-filled for the performance of her song from Top Gun Maverick. That right there shows, one, how committed she is to the performance. Two, to know how under how different and difficult it would have been for that song to hit as much if she had still been in her full gown and makeup. And three, just how awesome she is because her vocals, you, could t- you can just tell when someone can actually sing and you don't have the auto-tune hitting in all the time and everything. Lady Gaga, if you didn't already know, folks, has the chops. I mean, it was a beautiful, beautiful raw performance, yeah. and I loved it so much. 
Yeah, it was it was gorgeous. Uh, don't pay any attention to the trolls on the internet because they're picking out weird things. And uh, uh, I thought it was brave to not wear any makeup at all, but it was totally appropriate. And she totally made it about the music. Mm-hmm. And much respect to her. So Gover, for you, you were doing your homework for a future pod <laughs> during part of the Oscars. We'll go and throw that out there. He was doing his homework, folks. He really was. Uh, but you got to see a good section of this as well, too. Did anything surprise you or with the wins that you were able to see, did it kind of just go along with the flow of what we saw with the MCFCA, with the Music City Film Critics Association, or did something shock you? I don't want to say anything shocked me, but I, I will say that everything, everywhere, all at once, winning the big salami if you will that was that was pretty again surprising is a strong word right that's it was it's a tremendous film it does not surprise me in the least that it won the whole thing i was just i don't don't know what even the correct phrase is but i was positive that something else would surprise us a curveball would be coming yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I thought for sure a curveball would be not like Top Gun Maverick winning, but I, I, obviously not that. <laughs> but I, you know, but I just thought like you know something would come out of left field, and prove everybody wrong. And when I say everybody, I mean like you know when it wins a Golden Globe and it wins a all the people betting it, on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it, it would take the odds and be like, oh crap, the third place that you know, you know the the thing that had the third best odds won. That's what I thought was going to happen is something like that. And so when it actually won. Uh, one, it was a great moment on stage with Harrison Ford, of course, and his old co-star. But uh, just, I don't know. Like, yeah, well, I, to- I, I rarely do it. Like, since it's the last award show in the in the pack, it almost seems like Oscar voters in the past have said, "Well, they've won a ton, so let's just vote for somebody else." Yes, and then then yes. you get one of those surprise winners. And this one, it didn't. And we to bring sports into this, but even though things had already been decided before the award show, we saw momentum happening with All Quiet on the Western Front as they're winning awards. And people go, they're winning awards. They keep winning. Is this a sign? Are they going to come in? Is this going to be the surprise to win Film of the Year? And for me, luckily, it didn't because there were some Twitter reactions going on of it's a remake. Why is it getting all these nods? It's a remake. It's a remake. Okay. That Why is it winning all this? But I mean, fair point to some people's reactions to it because you have more something that is original that you're hoping wins and not something that is a remake from what a 1930 film that people still consider to be better overall. Uh, I did not expect All Quiet on the Western Front to win best score, and it did. It won some Actually, awards. I'm going, wow. I did. You did. Okay. I did. I did. And, and I was uh, because I was late to the game with All Quiet on the Western gotcha. Front. Uh, it was on Netflix, and I, you know, had by the time it got buzz, we had already placed our ballots and done everything we were doing as far as our responsibilities. Uh, when I watched that movie, one of the things that stood out to me was the score. And they used exactly what they needed to do in the broadcast, which was there were three notes that were so powerful in yep. that. And I said to my wife while we were watching the broadcast last night, I'm so glad they're using that because those three notes. Um, 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 were were prominently and perfectly used along with the rest of the soundtrack that like I haven't remembered well see the only like Jaws three notes Jaws it, yeah <laughs> right or the or the five notes of Close Encounters ba, 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 ba. Yeah, that it was so signature and 
so well used in that movie that I thought, you know what? I'm really cool with that award. So once we got through into what adaptive screenplay <laughs> or I'm sorry, original screenplay, adaptive screenplay, women talking great win for that. Called it screenplay. Yeah, that was great. And I know Gover would <laughs> appreciate that as well too. Yeah. I, I just, I, you know, that was the award. I think they should have won. You know, I mean, how, I mean, Look, as as a as somebody who is relatively new to this critics game, but is not new to movies at all, uh, I just these are the kind of movies that you think, man, it's so good and it's so different and so like it's just, but but they're not going to win anything. Like you right. know, it's, it's going to go to that one monster of the year, and all the awards seem to go to it, except for maybe like visual effects or something. Like that. Not that there's anything wrong with visual effects, by the way. I'm just saying, like, right. I'm, trying, I'm trying to pick out something that's on the fringe. Sure, yeah. Jeremy Gover. But, His name is Jeremy Gover. I, but but <laughs> women talking is it's such a. I, I'll, I'll I'll stop short of calling it a masterpiece, but it's I will say powerful. that it's it's a trem yeah tremendously powerful film, and it's like man, it sucks. It's going to get edged out by everything so this was a perfect category for it to win i'm thrilled that it did and then yeah. once we got into original screenplay and everything everywhere all at once we're like okay it's starting <laughs> i mean it's starting and but doesn't right. that, okay trade. but it's starting but doesn't that lend itself to what i said earlier which is like oh here comes the curveball like it's gonna well, right, set us but, up for, but that was the curve because switch but that's the thing i'm back to the kind of early in the conversation of the momentum all the momentum even though it wasn't nominated in this but All Quiet on the Western Front not winning adapted screenplay, which it was up for against women talking. And they have original screenplay not going to something like Tar or Banshees of Inishirin and everything everywhere all at once when it's like, okay, things are settling in because All Quiet did not go completely sweep. Because that's what people were starting to look at is, is it going to completely sweep? Is it setting up for something bigger? And then we started to get back to what we were expecting, which is everything everywhere all at once. And then coming down to Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. And Let's go ahead and get into some of these other big awards as well. Sure. Which is actor in a leading role. I think in this one, even though Colin Farrell was was fantastic in Banshee's of Inishirin, I think it really was going to come down to with, with the votes coming down to Austin Butler or Brendan Fraser. Thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, I think uh, that certainly, uh, I hate to say that uh, Hollywood quite, you know, will, will do what Hollywood's going to do. But uh, they did. Um, I think any other year, uh, somebody like Austin Butler might have won or one of the other, you know, Colin Farrell. Uh, but in this case, uh, the Oscars, boy, do they love them somebody playing with a disability. And we can go back to my left foot to, I mean, uh, there's a lot. I mean, precious. That what you know. This one was obesity. Somebody playing an, an obese man's uh, horrible life, and boy, do they love that. Okay, I think that they do love it, Jim. I'm not taking away from that, but I, I cannot help but think it's because Brendan Fraser played this role. What I yeah. mean by that, of Strong. course, he won the Best Actor, so of course it is because he won. But I'm saying, like, if you put this is a horrible this is a horrible oh, uh, idea but i'm just putting that throwing it out there if if uh if dennis hopper okay is playing again it's less <laughs> i know sorry I, I wanted a left field curveball in this podcast and here we mm -hmm. go uh if dennis hopper plays this role okay were he alive and all that so it's 
I, I, it's like, oh, he's got acting chops. He's 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 highly regarded. He's this and that. It's like, yeah, it's a great role. But I think because Brendan Fraser was in The Mummy and was in Encino Man and was in all these just bedazzled and all these just and he horrible, disappeared. Horrible. And he, he was 90s the sec- comedies. He was the secondary disappearance yes. person who yes. had a comeback. Correct. So he comes and plays this role and he does great because he's always yeah. been able to act. But because he's attached himself to these horrible projects that have not aged at all. They weren't even good then, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Then I think it's like, holy crap, look at look at this performance. I just can't help but think that's a lot of it. And given his mm-hmm. recent history as well with pre- with another award as yes. well. Uh, there's there's lots of, of negativity as well. So this is a comeback because of things that he's dealt with on a personal level as well, too. So we, that's why such a, it's a positive awards because a lot of comeback stories and positive emotions as well and seeing how some actors are able to rebound in so many different ways as well. So if, if anything, for me, what I, what I love seeing about Brendan Fraser is you can see just how much the moment meant to him because while I didn't enjoy The Whale itself as a movie, I enjoyed his performance because of what he had to overcome and what he did in that film. Which you said on this show. Yes. Yes. yes just like Hong yeah. Chow. Her performance was incredible. And for him to actually address that as well and say that his role was completed to by Hong Chow being strong in her role. That's awesome. Like that's awesome for actors like yeah. that. And you could tell the sincerity behind that too, because it's such a small cast. So for him to address it like that, I absolutely love <laughs> which was was incredible in everything ever all at once if any a lot of people still have not seen that and it's actually being re-released in the theaters so this is what i love about it because a24 was a very limited release you know it really caught on at the end of the year and people couldn't watch it but what i love about the film is that you think about in a multiverse movie like this which is a true multiverse movie compared to dr strange Absolutely. That you have actors that had to come up and play their character in completely different ways within the same film. And anyone who's done acting, that is extremely difficult because if you're getting into a role, and especially if you're a method actor, which I don't think any of them were in this film, how you dive into a role to become that character and you have to do that three different times. Jamie Lee Curtis had to do that. Kihai Kwan had to do that. I mean, it's that's what I loved about it. And for him to address so many different things in his speech and the the pride that he expressed. I I started tearing up as well because the emotion that he felt, you could tell this is his comeback, his true comeback. And I love that so much for him because he earned that award too. And he was so sincere. That's what I was going to say is the joy radiated off the screen. So when I'm watching him accept that award, I'm looking at a little kid, not the one in Indiana Jones. I mean, I'm just talking proverbially. I'm looking at a little kid so happy he got to buy that fire truck at the store. Yeah. Right. Just that's what I'm looking at. And so to see, I don't know anything about what he's went through. I I, I don't, I just don't, I, I mean, I'm just being vulnerable. I don't know. Right. I I've heard whispers and this and that, but I, I, I don't know. All I know is I see authenticity mm-hmm. in a, in an industry that preaches no authenticity. Okay, so I'm seeing this guy come on stage at the biggest stage of the industry and just be overjoyed. And I freaking loved it. Love it. It doesn't matter. I did not vote for him, you guys. I did not vote for him for best actor. I didn't do it. I didn't I didn't just have a problem with it, but I was with his performance, but I was like, well, you know, there's 
but for him to but i still love the moment that he brought to us i'm not in the room i'm at home watching on tv and i could still feel the joy and i thought that it just it transcends a moment it transcends a moment yeah yeah Yeah, so real quick wanted to make sure we cover as well best song i love that not too not too from rrr one how international of a sensation that was and we had great song i mean lady gaga rihanna fantastic songs but the international sensation of natu natu love that on the stage that it was and the choreography being shown off on the screen during the show was awesome as well yeah i'm still bitter i'm still bitter that weird al didn't get nominated by the way (laughs) okay calm down okay (laughs) now some controversy because it's brought out trolls and everything too is best supporting actress obviously i think lots of folks including myself want to see angela bassett win Mm-hmm. But Jamie Lee Curtis comes in with her performance as well, wins, which great performances by both, but we're seeing so, some drama. If there's any category, I think, that came with some drama, it's because both, neither of them had won. And so you have first times for, for both. Yeah. And so I thought it was incredible. Jamie Lee Curtis is the best hype woman out there as well. The support she's showing, showing to other actors, not even you know on her film, everything right. all at once. But your thoughts on this, any of this controversy as well? I love Angela Bass's performance as well, Jim. Uh, I, I think there was a there was a bunch of things, uh, you know, awards during the night that uh, could have, you know, were very much parallel to this one, which was uh, you had somebody that is really respected and beloved for their body of work who didn't win. And they were beaten out by somebody who maybe and I picked Jamie Lee Curtis, but maybe just had a better movie this year. And people are mad at that built-up resentment that Angela Bassett doesn't have one because of so many of the great things she's done. And she did a great job in any other year. Without that other performer, they would have won. That's what I think. I have a hard time with this one, you guys, because I didn't vote for Jamie Lee Curtis either. I did vote for Angela Bassett. Uh, Well, we all knew I voted for Tusu Beidou. We all know that. (laughs) But in the actual final ballot, which which basically Beidou was not on, I went with yeah. Angela Bassett because I think that the situation of the film uh, and her masterful performance warranted Best Supporting Actress uh, accolades. Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm not taking anything away from her at all. I think she's tremendous, uh, but and I thought she did a great job and everyone and everything everywhere all at once. But to me, it's almost like she wasn't on screen enough. I just, I didn't have, I, I didn't think that was, that was my tiebreaker. I guess I'll put it that way. My tiebreaker okay. was Angela Bassett was a focal point and a focal point, a true focal point and a masterful performance in a movie. And Jamie Lee Curtis was more of a, I don't know, side character in a great movie. I mean, so I think the tiebreaker went to that. Character. That is supporting. <laughs> oh God, I said, we're not going to fight. So there, I've seen TikToks out there before the awards describing winners of the supporting whether male or female supporting awards and screen time because there have been winners in this category that have had less than 10 minutes overall of screen time in a film which is bull well it's because they made such an impact in that amount of time that they took on the screen look dude, there's exceptions the... to every rule i'm saying that there's it's not be. an exception it's supporting art if they're a lead that's different because you have some films where you have multiple leads supporting, I see as a side character of how did they enhance the film by supporting with their role. 
That's how yeah. I try to interpret it. Jim, I don't know if you want, I'm not trying to ask you to be a tiebreaker, but how do you interpret this award? Uh, I, I will say in, in Jamie Lee Curtis's defense and for anybody in that movie, and you might say, oh, well, they had an extra, you know, a bit of help. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, just like so many of the others in that film, had to play many, multiple characters in, that were completely different from each other. So while everybody wants to focus on the few minutes they spend at the IRS desk uh, with with the family, you know, you've also got all these different universe from hot dog hands to uh, her being an absolute monster chasing her through the building like Die Hard. It was uh, th there was a lot that she did. So I don't think it was uh, unwarranted. All fair, right, fair. Okay, best actress in a leading role. I, the way I was seeing this was it was Michelle Yeoh's to lose, even yeah. though there's Kate Blanchett there. Anna Darmus was not going to win. Uh, nope. Michelle Williams was not going to win, and uh, Andrea Riseborough is not was not going to win. This was Michelle Yeoh's, and I think Kate Blanchett would have been the curveball if anything. Yeah. Right, yeah, I think, uh, right. <laughs> I think Kate would have won had Michelle Yeoh had not made this movie this year. Right. And what I'll say this, I loved Ana de Armas's reaction because she, as soon as the started rolling, she was like, yeah, right. Oh, she was she knew. Yep. She was into it. People were because into it. Because she embraced Michelle reality Young. before the show, I'm sure. Right, she already yeah. accepted, look, yes. I'm just thrilled to even be mentioned. Like, it's the cliche, right? I'm In a really bad to movie, too. Yeah, I'm just honored to be with this company. <laughs> right. But it was true. She accepted yeah. that that's, that is a fact. She shouldn't yeah. even be there, and she's there. That should be enough. <laughs> she knew objectively who the winner should be. Oh, yes. yeah. And so, uh, wasn't full of herself. It's great. It's a lot easier to be thrilled for somebody when you already know that they deserve to do it. Right? Absolutely. So <laughs> Michelle Yeoh, just love her story, her background, the stunt work she's done, the different types of roles she's played, and her inspiring speech. And I'm sure you've all seen it on social media. To be the first Asian woman to win this award is huge and for her to make sure to address that as well seeing kihai kwan seeing michelle yo as someone who is part of the aipi community to see that happen and to be alive to witness this and be that's one of the reasons why i love the movie so much to see these strong roles being played and yes. to know looking a few years back what got kihai kwan really into acting again and the interest of it was crazy rich asians and seeing how asians can play lead roles and not side characters right. all this meant so much to see how inclusion is happening in hollywood how it's just naturally changing too it's not being forced it it's naturally positively. yes positively we're seeing so many different things yeah. like the woman king seeing a role like that to have strong black women in power whether it's historically accurate or not, I know that's been a huge qualm with that film, but to see them pull that movie off like they did, we're seeing things naturally progress in film. And that's what I love, Chris, not being forced. It's natural because audiences are reacting to it. Audiences wanting to see it. Audiences want to see these things happen and they're showing it with their dollars too. And to be presented, the award was presented to her by Halle Berry. Absolutely. Which was yeah. awesome too. And I One thought of the only two women of color to win that award. I thought that was a giveaway, by the way. That's just my, uh, that's my, well, just like, okay, movie. that yeah. great segue over into best film. Yeah. Because well, Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford. I know. Right. It's like, huh, you know, All Quiet on the Western Front had some momentum going, but Harrison Ford, who has this, you know, connection to someone in a film that is nominated for it and, and likely to win, likely to win. <laughs> 
And when everything, everywhere, all at once, I, I'm, I am not in sports anymore. I can be a fanboy of films. The fist pull, the pump that I did when they announced that, even though I thought it was going to, but the fist pump and the hell yeah that I let out in my basement while watching, it meant so much to see these moments. Because if you haven't seen the tweet yet, where it's the comparison between Short Round and Indiana Jones, and then Kwan and Harrison Ford exchanging hugs side by side, like beautiful moment and the producer of the oscars missed it the live production missed it happens that all the time dude and all the time in well, sports you know what I... the stanley cup handshake line and you're looking for the old the hall of fame goaltender to shake the hand yeah. of the new rookie goaltender who just won the cup and, yeah, how do you miss it? and it's and it's focused on some fan picking his nose in row three well, that, it happens that? all the time you know what the director does it, the director goes okay well I, I know uh, Kiha Kwan is going to give an emotional speech that we're all going to love. And then when he did that and he fulfilled that and like all our, our seemingly needs were met, they stopped focusing and then they missed this beautiful, yeah. you know, reunion of Harrison Ford and Kiha Kwan after 40 years. And, and what a smile on Harrison Ford. The AP got it. The Associated Press got it. So yeah. that's what the picture we're seeing all over the place. Yeah, it's fantastic, and uh, and yeah, that was one of those. Just I, we can't get to all the really, I think, human stories uh, beyond the performances uh, because this was one of those Oscars that was so much better than many others. I loved that they acknowledged how way too long of a broadcast it is, but. If they cut out every reference and joke about how long it was, it probably would have been 40 minutes shorter. <laughs> now, to his, credit, to his credit, and while I still prefer a different host compared to Jimmy Kimmel, I at least like how he addressed while we're resetting the stage for the next performance. It's like sometimes for a musical performance to happen, they have to actually have filler to reset, which yeah. I'm going... Thank you for at least mentioning it because people are like, why is he talking? They could have cut out the talking. Well, then it would have been dead air or something else. I still wish they would fill it in a different way, but I understand. So at least they did that. Also, remember before with the Oscars, they caught heat for not broadcasting all the awards and not giving the people their moments. So mm-hmm. now as somebody in this industry, I would want to see all that because people that are part of design are in the backside of things. They do deserve their time and their moment. I'd be recognized as well. Gover, final thoughts to you now, sir. My final thought is a question to you guys, and we can talk about it on another show or whatever, but I, I just, just throw it out there as a big matzo ball. <laughs> Do you guys have a problem? I know when I was growing up, let me back up. When I was growing up, I remember it was like best actor, George Clooney, you know, whatever. And then they would show a 10 to 15 second clip, not a montage, a clip from the movie of his performance, okay? Or maybe best special effects, Star Wars, and they would show a 10, 15 second clip of the film now it's like you know top gun maverick triangle of sagness women talking tar the fablements it's just it's rapid fire it's like i don't like i understand that as if you're watching this you don't need to see right you probably don't need to see like this 10 second clip which seems like an eternity i'm sure but for the sake of time they make it like a like a millisecond and it's like wait a minute we're not so my question to you and to you the listener is do you care do you want them to show more substance or are we fine with just rattling off lists well we did get substance in film because what they did is they spread it out over the course and i think award show has been doing that now with the, the big category right music shows have sure. been doing that as well for like album of the year things like that or artists that's a year. marketing trick though well yeah because to keep you watching 
Right. Yeah. But they're showing, but they're showing sec- they're showing like 15 seconds from the film in there. They're showing little clips. It's just anticlimactic because there's no, I don't know, whatever. That's just my own soapbox. Well, because everybody's watching to see what who's going to win that more than anything else, too. So I I like the production this year. I did like the production overall. I thought obviously, yeah, it's long, it's, but it's better. It was better. And I still okay. what I still think we're missing, these aren't my final thoughts yet. We're still missing that classy host that understands humor, the Billy Crystal. And those those kind of guys don't come along. Those kind of people don't come along all over the place. They're a treat and a treasure of someone that can understand class and elegance while also understand and have good comedic timing. When they keep trying to shove just comedians, I don't necessarily appreciate as much because I don't think the, under, the understanding of the, the value of the class behind the award show is there. That's just my personal preference. Uh, maybe that's just because of nostalgia sake for me but i still would love to have that kind of host that that oozes class with great sarcasm and and great humor as well to deliver jokes that are written for them as well interesting to your point uh jeremy i i yes there is there's a way they they made a choice instead of showing that clip of the winning actor they show the montage of all the people in that category and they gave us about four seconds of each one and it did feel uh, rushed, and uh, not that it, I my business is to market movies and help them sell tickets or DVDs or you know the digital copy, but if you know you have somebody you know winning an award, one of the big ones, and somebody is not watching the whole broadcast, they're they're just going to see maybe the clip. So fair. give them a clip of the movie with a clip of them winning. And I think you're golden. I think it's a fair balance right there. I'm, I'm on board. Jim, I know you already gave you what you said are your final thoughts, but did anything inspire you to give another final thought? Um, no, I, I, I think I got everything out. I, I was, I was really pleased. Uh, <laughs> I don't need the uh, Oscars to validate me. We made our picks almost four months ago, yeah, really. uh, and some of the films weren't available to us even at that time. Um, but uh, I was I was glad that they acknowledged what I acknowledged. I thought, okay, here's a bunch of people that uh, are in the industry. So I am patting myself, yes, on the back for picking a, most of the same winners. I mean, my, you know hit to miss ratio was pretty good, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it made me feel good because I believed in those movies and I'm glad they got the big award. All right. This is Justin. My final thoughts are the first thing that stood out to me was seeing great representation and not just talking about culture or things like that, but a 24, I mean, we're seeing yeah. stu- different studios be represented in winning awards. And it just shows how much more equality we're getting in terms of production from around the world. And I love seeing that too, that it's not just about American made productions and making good film, that great film can be made anywhere in the world. And I'm glad the Academy's recognizing that. I'm glad more just moviegoers are appreciating that as well. And streaming services have helped with that. You saw how many times people mentioned the support from Netflix, but it originally wasn't on Netflix. It's just Netflix picked up the streaming rights to it and that's made it accessible. And so we're seeing more types of film accessible nowadays. And I like that we're seeing that so much more too. And I hope it continues in that trend that we see more people inspired by seeing those who won 
seeing the types of movies that won, being inspired to continue to make good, unique types of films to where we're not stuck in what we see all the time, which is a sequel or a remake or things like that, more original types of movies to be made. And hopefully this inspires that by seeing a studio like A24 win win big as well that's going to encourage people and encourage actors as well i want talented actors to be taken on some of these roles as well that aren't from a big studio i mean the whale and everything everyone all at once both from a24 winning big is huge for this industry to show a shifting of the tide and that means so much to me just as a creator as an artist as someone that appreciates film so much to see that happening as well on the other end I, while I loved the Little Mermaid trailer, I rolled my eyes that Disney legitimately, because they own ABC, paid for a segment of the Oscars to have them introduce a trailer. And then Warner Brothers had their little segment. I'm going, well, if we get this from every studio, that's going to be fine. But we didn't. That yeah, made it I, drag I sat there on and as said, well. I have never seen a studio infomercial right. on the Oscars. And I just had looked at you know, the people around me in the room, I'm like, Warner Brothers just bought product placement. And yeah, it's a sore thumb. Disney would have even made more sense if they're celebrating the 100 years like Warner Brothers did. Then you're like, okay, well, these are, you know, landmark events for these studios because Disney celebrating its 100th instead of the trailer as well, because then it Mm -hmm. would have been, okay, well, both these studios, it's big, you know, it's their century mark, fine. Uh, the other part that stood to me were the performances. I really love Natu Natu, Lady Gaga, Rihanna. Those are three incredible awesome. performances as well. Um, the speeches were fantastic. I, it, what caught me off guard and always happens too is when some of these smaller awards where they cut off someone that's getting ready to speak, but they'll let other presenters, or sorry, other winners speak a little bit longer. It's like, if you're going to be equal, give equal time, period. Just lay it out flat. And, and that's never going to happen. I already know <laughs> it's just one thing that I'd like to see. Uh, but overall it was, it was great to be as invested as I was in this because of now the role with this podcast and with the music city film critics association. And like Jim said, to be confirmed and a lot of things that we saw as film critics uh, throughout the year and being able to appreciate a film, like everything everywhere all at once to appreciate, yeah, like Brendan Fraser to appreciate a lot of these films and also see other ones out there that I know we need to go watch because they weren't available to us. And I'm like, Hey, Get on this. You're making things available. Now make more available to us because I want to see some of these fantastic, incredible things that the Academy saw. Uh, those are my final thoughts as well, guys. Uh, anything else before we had to have to head out? Yeah, I just want to just touch on the hit or miss ratio. Uh, Jimmy put it perfectly. Uh, he did really well on his. I actually did really well on mine, except for best original song in which I got completely shut out. All three of my nominees were not even nominated. So <laughs> other than original hey, song. Bro. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about life right now. I feel very validated by the Oscars. Excellent. Nice. Well, folks, we want to know what all you three. thought. Come on, all three. Gover sucks. Well, folks, we want to know what you thought of the show, of the awards. Any surprises to you? Did you think somebody should have won that didn't or some film should have won that didn't? And also start keeping track of this year because it's going to be fun next year to go around when I'm really even more invested in this as well too. Interact with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. We'll have more episodes coming out. We want to know what your reaction was to this as well. Jeremy, what's your, what, what is your, your Twitter handle so that people can hear the three movies that you completely got shut out and complained to him? For their songs, <laughs> you can you can follow me on Twitter at it's Govertime. I T S G O V E R T I M E. Ask me what movies I voted for for best original song, and I will happily tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this is Justin Bradford for Jeremy and Jim. Thank you so much for listening to the Untitled Film Project podcast. We'll talk to you soon.
Original music by Jeremy Schwartz. Special thanks to the Music City Film Critics Association. Editing and post-production by Jeremy K. Gover. Voiceover by Chad Bennett. The Untitled Film Project podcast is presented in cooperation with iHeartRadio.